Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. I am so excited to be here for the first interview for this newest season of the YouTube Power Hour podcast. And boy, do I have a good one. We've got 18-year-old Olivia, who has grown nearly a million YouTube subscribers in only two years. Yeah. So she shares all in this episode and uh, gives some really great advice. But before we dive in, I just want to welcome those of you that are new to the podcast. Welcome to the YouTube Power Hour community. We are an amazing group of women who are here all wanting to expand their influence online using YouTube. So if you're new, welcome. Make sure that you hit subscribe because we've got a whole season ahead of us of amazing people and women that are influencers themselves or thought leaders in this whole influencer space and are going to be sharing tons of tricks and tips and advice. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And also, if you're a long-time listener, thank you for being back here. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to leave a review. It helps so, so much. And do you know what else also helps a lot is sharing this podcast. I have a goal of doubling the number of downloads that this podcast gets this year in 2019, and I need your help. So if you are loving this content, then share it on your Instagrams, tag me, and I will share the love and tell people in Facebook groups, on Twitter, everywhere. If you are being inspired, then tell the world, share it, put it in your videos. Uh, it really does help a lot in getting the word out about the YouTube Power Hour podcast. All right. And last thing is, if you are looking to grow your YouTube channel and you would like to work with me and be part of my Zero to Influence YouTube bootcamp that's coming up, we have our wait list and that is ericavira.net forward slash bootcamp. So if you're interested and you're thinking about enrolling and you know, you'd love to kind of invest in yourself and your channel and be a part of this awesome community of boot campers that we have, then know that this boot camp that is coming up in the next, I'd say, couple months is the last live boot camp that I'm going to be running. So if you have been thinking about it or you're interested, now is the time, ladies. So go to ericavira.net for slash boot camp. So you uh, get on the wait list and you'll get a bunch of information when you sign up uh, for the wait list and you'll just be updated uh, when it comes to enrollment, when doors open for enrollment, pricing, all that good stuff. All righty. So Olivia, my gosh, this young woman is so incredible, so inspirational. I mean, like I said, at only 18, she has grown nearly a million YouTube subscribers and she's building such a beautiful community based off of love, self-acceptance, and service. And I was really impressed by her commitment to being really vulnerable and sharing the lowest moments of her life so that others didn't feel alone. That is something that we talked about a lot in this interview. And some of her best videos, the videos that really went viral at the beginning for her were the ones where she was truly, truly vulnerable and a very low point of her life. So, you know, when I think about Olivia in our interview and our time together, the word commitment really comes to mind um, because she just truly was committed and is committed to her purpose and also her, I like in our bootcamp, we call it her true fan, but her audience, she is truly committed to them. And she's committed to presenting them with her content and just going all in with her channel and helping them and just sharing all aspects of her life. So she really knows what they need from her and she selflessly gives it to them and commits 100%. So I loved, I loved, 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 loved interviewing her. And without further ado, enjoy the interview. Mwah. Well, hello, Olivia. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you. I'm excited for you to be able to share your story and your journey with our audience. So let's just dive right into it. Why don't we start with you just letting us know a little bit about what inspired you to get onto YouTube and to upload that first video? 
Um, I think I just like always had this desire to like project my voice in society. And I, I started um, when I was pretty young, actually, when I was in eighth grade. Mm. And I just like, I don't know, I, I always had this internal desire to want to help people. And I felt like YouTube was a good platform. But before doing it, I didn't realize how much I would actually love creating videos. Um, so then, you know, once I made my first video, I just instantly fell in love with the process. So how old are you now? Um, 18. So you started or you uploaded your first video when you were in eighth grade. Yes. So now I'm a freshman in college. Yes. And so at that time, were you watching other YouTube creators and you're thinking, hey, you know, I could do something like this? Uh, yeah, I was watching one creator, I believe she was a beauty creator. Um, and yeah, that kind of did inspire me a little bit, but I wasn't watching too much YouTube at the time. And what were you hoping to achieve when you uploaded that first video or say, you know, your first five videos? Um, I was hoping to connect with people. Um, but I, I don't really know if I had any, cause after I made that first video, I think I just really love the process. And so it was more just about creating the video. I think mm. at the time I was like pretty, I don't, yeah. I don't think I really thought about it too much. Um, I didn't really start to really think about it until probably like a little later into the YouTube journey. Mm. So at that time you were young and it was just fun. Yeah. Just fun. And how did you, you at that age, how did you really learn about kind of the tech side of things, the, the creative process of what you're doing? Um, I mean, I kind of just, I mean, I knew my sister had a video editor on her laptop, iMovie, and I kind of just taught myself. Um, I guess I, I don't know. I didn't really have any like specific instructions. Sometimes if I wanted to learn how to like edit a specific thing, I would just look on YouTube. Um, so yeah. And what types of videos were you doing? Uh, I started out with beauty because, so like, that's kind of what I watched on YouTube at mm -hmm. the time. And that was kind of like all I knew about. Um, so yeah, I started out with beauty, but it definitely wasn't really my thing. And I think that's really important when you're like creating your channel is you do something that you're really, really passionate about. And I think I just wasn't passionate enough about beauty to do it. I feel like everybody starts doing beauty. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And when did you realize it wasn't your passion? Like when did you make that switch from doing beauty and then really diving into what you're what you're doing now or what you're really loving to do? Um, I think that I think it wasn't until two years later after mm -hmm. I started my channel. I mean, I did beauty, but I, I wouldn't, I think if someone looked at my channel, it wasn't, they would, it would be a little bit of beauty and lifestyle at the same time. But, um, once I made a video, it was a daily stretching routine, which kind of catapulted my channel into like the next level. Um, that is kind of when I realized, you know, this is what I want to be doing is flexibility and like fitness videos. And well, it started out with flexibility. And as I got further along, I made a transition into more fitness and health. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So we can talk a little bit about that, that video that really took off for you. And for most YouTube creators, there is that one video, you know, which is kind mm -hmm. of that, that tipping point, turning point with your channel. And so give us a little bit of insight into just what happened surrounding that. Like how far into your YouTube journey did that happen? Like how long were you on YouTube? What was going on when you uploaded that video? And then kind of what mm -hmm. happened afterwards? Yeah. So, well, I have to say though, so when I first started my channel, I did, like I said, I made it, made some beauty videos, but I also made one video about how to become more flexible, which that video actually did garner more comments. Um, I guess I didn't really pay attention to that though. And I didn't, I still didn't think of it as much. Um, and then two years later, I decided to make a daily stretching routine. Um, I think because at the time I was doing more dancing. So I thought maybe someone would find it interesting. And I know a lot of people said that they clicked on that video because the thumbnail was good. So that mm. just really shows, you know, thumbnails um, really do make a difference when it comes to, you know, having the viewer like click on the video. So yeah, I was about two years into my YouTube journey and I posted that video, but it, it wasn't like an overnight thing. Oh gosh, it like hit 10,000 views in a day. It took about three months. And I think, you know, I got two comments 
And then it started to get more and more. And around month three is when I remember it hit 10,000 views. And there were actually a lot of comments saying, oh, we want more. We want more. This is like really good. These are helpful tips. The editing is good. And so from there, I started taking some of the video requests. People um, wanted to learn how to do the splits and how to do a leg hold. And that's just kind of how it got started. Oh, so do you know how long ago that was? You said that was two years into your journey. That was in 2016. Mm. So now I'm 2018. Yeah. Got it. So about two years ago, your channel. So that, that video got about 10,000 views. Where were you at in regards to subscribers? Uh, I was at, I actually remember, I think February 2016, I hit 1,000 subscribers. So for the first two years on my channel, my channel's growth was stagnant at about 500 subscribers. Wow. Okay. And yeah. today, I mean, tell everybody, where are you at now? Uh, now I have 880,000 subscribers. So that's that's really that's really interesting. And I want to dive into that a little bit because I know a lot of people in a way can relate in the sense that, you know, they're on YouTube for a while and it's stagnant and they're like, okay, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? And for yeah. you, you're uploading for about two years. Were you uploading consistently or was it just kind of whenever? Uh, it was pretty, I took a small break, but it was pretty consistent for the most part. Okay. And what's, consi what's consistent for you? Like once or twice a week? Once a week. Once a week. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you uploaded that stretching video. Mm -hmm. Um, but still though, that got you to about a thousand subscribers, right? Yeah. I posted that. I think that got me to about like probably 800 subscribers. Mm -hmm. And then I made another one. Oh, I just made a beginner's routine for stretching. Um, and then I just kept making videos from there, like along those lines. And yeah. Interesting. So the beginner's routine, did that one get a lot of views too? Yeah, that one got more views. Um, so yeah. So what got you then from like a thousand subscribers to, you know, almost 900,000 in two years? Uh, I think, well, the first thing, it's definitely my flex, my flexibility videos definitely helped because mm -hmm. I think there's not that many people doing flexibility tutorials on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so when people search that, like my videos kind of pop up at the top. Um, so like that's kind of, especially at, I mean, now there's a few more people doing it. But especially at that time, there was like really no one really doing that. So I basically, you know, went for an area that people didn't really touch upon on YouTube. Um, but so that got me to like, I'd say it got to me to about like 600,000 subscribers. Recently, my channel grew, I think it was 100,000 subscribers in a week. This happened like probably three or four weeks ago. Oh, wow. And it was due to one video that I made, which was um, a video called like how to glow up. Mm. And so, yeah. And I think that's, what's like really causing my channel to grow right now. Yes. It's like the flexibility videos because when people search, you know, my videos come up. Um, but now I think it's like other content that I'm making that's kind of growing my channel too. So when you did those stretching videos and you said that you tapped into this niche that wasn't really being served to you know, the audience mm -hmm. out there, were you doing that consciously or did you just happen to do a stretching video and you're like, whoa, people like this. Let me do more. People are asking for, for more. Or was it something you were, you consciously said, Hey, I want to fill this void. Uh, no, it was definitely, I just did it. And then people are like, wow, this is really interesting. I want to know more. I didn't really even think at the time if people were doing it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, and this was actually, it was also a passion of mine. I like, I love dancing and so stretching. And I also taught like a few dance tricks on my channel too. Mm -hmm. So this is something I generally just loved a lot more. Um, so yeah, this was, it was kind of random to be honest. Yeah. Cause you were doing beauty or just lifestyle and you just did this stretching one and people were like, Whoa, this is cool. And you're like, all right, well, yeah, I'll do more. And it's great that it aligns with your passion. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. So then recently you did the how to glow up video, which that mm -hmm. is a popular topic. Uh, but but I imagine that there's probably a lot of videos out there that are on how to glow up. Um, so what do you think makes your video or what you did or what you presented uh, in your video stand out? Um, I definitely think it's that I 
decided to be more vulnerable in the video because a lot of times I think when people are trying to glow up, it's, I, I think also, okay. So I, I think the first thing is that there's, there's such a drastic change between where I was then and where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the time, you know, like the first clip I show is just this state of uh, a clip of me in the probably one of the worst states of my life. And I'm just like, kind of like crying and like, you know, I like I have acne on my face and just in a very depressive state. And so, um, you know, I, I guess I just, I showed this side of me and I guess people like to see vulnerability because, you know, I think we like to see our sorrows echoed into the lives of others. And so a lot of people said that, you know, they relate to me and this is very real and raw and authentic. And, you know, I'm not hiding bad parts of my life. Like I'm, bringing that to light to show, you know, that I have my flaws too. And, you know, like being online, a lot of people like to show the best versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I like to do that too, but I also show this side of me that's, you know, not perfect and, you know, goes through struggles and things like that. And I guess that really connected with people. I definitely think that there's more of a push right now or people like audiences are expecting now, like you said, Mm -hmm. more vulnerability, like for people to be more real and not just present the glossy best parts of themselves. And it's people like you that are saying, okay, I'm just going to go for it. That that's what people are connecting with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think part of the reason also I like, I wanted to do this was because when I was in that state of my life, like I remember kind of wishing like I found someone online who was going through the same thing, knowing that I'm not alone. And so like a lot of people who watch this said that like, you know, just seeing me go through it makes it feel like they're not alone and that, Mm. um, you know, someone's going through it with them and seeing that there is a positive outcome that you can get to the um, light at the end of the tunnel. And that's so powerful. That's really, really powerful because you're doing something from your heart that you're passionate about and yeah. you're being real and vulnerable and people are picking up on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, well, I have to say, I, I did watch that video and I mm-hmm. was like, I was, I don't, I don't want to say hooked, but I was so drawn in and mm-hmm. it, the transformation, like you said, like from beginning to the end, like that transformation that you had was mm-hmm. really incredible. And one of the things that I was wondering in the, as I was watching the video was, were you consciously like filming yourself during these moments and thinking, I'm going to include this in a video? Like I'm thinking, wow, it's like, it's it's so cool that she had the awareness to say, hey, I'm just going to put this on camera. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, how did that process work? Well, so like when I was going, because I'm like an optimist. And mm-hmm. when I was going through that time, I just I knew that like things were going to get better, like things were going to turn around. Um, and so I kind of had this idea in the beginning when I was going through it that I want to record myself in this bad state because I want to show people that like I'm going to change, that things are going to get better, um, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So, yeah, that's actually I was, you know, kind of when I was going through all this, I kind of just like turned on the camera and just like recorded my thoughts and how I felt. Mm -hmm. I also think like that was um, a way for me to feel better is just saying everything out loud. Um, And just, you know, my goal has always been to be real with my audience And, you know, it, it's more, I would say not, I guess dramatic and like people feel it more when they actually see what's going on rather than I make a video at the end. That's like, oh, I was going through this hard time. Yeah. Because you had so many amazing clips of you of like, I felt like it was just a fly. It was like being a fly on the wall in your life. Like it truly was. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is really, really good. Like, it's like you had the the foresight to know, Hey, I'm going to, I want to share. I'm going to, I'm going to go on a journey. Like I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to glow up. Like I'm going to fix myself or not fix myself, but I'm going to improve myself. You know, I'm going to improve my skin yeah. and my body. And uh-huh. I want to, I, I, I want to share that. Yeah. And you did that. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's so incredible. Thank you. And so when you were 
So when you were going through it, did you just have your camera out and you said, hey, I'm like sitting here eating, feeling, because you could see it. Like you look like you were eating and like feeling gross about yourself. And did you say, I'm just going to put the camera on? Because it didn't look like you were acting. Like it didn't look like to me that you said, hey, I'm going to feel myself eating and I'm going to like feel gross and not feel good. Like it looked real. So did you just have your, yeah, did you just have your camera on or just say, or how did that work? Um, it was definitely real. I, I don't think I, I don't know if I could act that out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I feel like I've like I hear a lot of times online girls are talking about how they like struggle with eating and stuff like that, um, like having a healthy relationship. So I guess like you could I just wanted to show people like I was having a hard time that like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I. I don't know. I just I kind of just like was recording like it was almost like I'm just vlogging. Mm-hmm. But this is like vlogging a bad part, bad mm-hmm. time in my life. And did you have this vision that I'm going to I'm going to share this journey and I'm going to get like you said, you were optimist. So you did you have this vision that I'm going to make it? I'm going to get out of this yeah. slump? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because like I knew like when I was in that time, I was like, OK, I know like I'm not going to stay this way forever. Like if it's not the end, if it's not okay, it's not the end. And so I knew that I was going to change. And I felt like, you know, like I said, I wish I had seen someone else go through this. Um, And I was thinking like, it was kind of like, I felt like I had to, I want to show people that you can get through this, you know, wherever you are in your life. Cause I think everyone, you know, hits um, a low point in their life. So I just kind of wanted to show people that like you can rise, you know, and become better. So how did your, say your existing audience or maybe the new people that found you react to that video? Uh, a lot of people really loved it. I, I was like, a, I, I mean, I was definitely scared to like post something like that of myself online, but I received like a lot of positive feedback, um, even like showing the acne. Cause I thought I was definitely going to get hate for that or something. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just said, um, that it's really inspiring. They said it was very refreshing to see, you know, someone post something like this online just because I guess, I mean, again, like we're trying to show the happier parts of our life. Um, mm-hmm. and just, you know, like showing myself like no makeup and just being real. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people just really liked it. They said they related to it and they wanted to see this like journey. Um, and yeah. And so that was about three weeks ago when you uploaded that video? Yeah, three uh, yeah three weeks ago. Okay, so it's still really fresh and new. And you said you even grow, grew 100,000 subscribers since then. Yeah. So how, has, how have things changed for you? Um, I think I'm just, I'm really happy in the direction that my channel is heading because I was making flexibility tutorials and like dance yoga videos for a while. But I've always wanted to change my content a little bit like I knew it wasn't fully satisfying like yes I was helping people get fit and things like that but like I think my true passion you know it took me a while to find this but like my true passion is like telling stories and inspiring people and like um just kind of like really connecting on a deeper level and so this is kind of like all along what I've been wanting to do with my channel Mm -hmm. so it's it's really good to like get to that point um and be doing like truly what I've like always wanted to do. So you, you know, you recorded your own personal transformation. And so where, where do you go from here then with your channel? Um, well, first I'm going to finish up the series. I also have an old series that like a lot more people are now interested in because like, uh, it's called vent box and it's kind of where people email me like their situation. I answer anonymously in a video, like giving like advice and just kind of like a sibling vibe, like, you know, like an older sister, if you don't have one or something like that, Mm -hmm. like here's some advice, you can take it or leave it. Uh, so I'm definitely going to revamp that series because like a lot more people are interested. Um, I'm also hoping to get into like fitness, uh, health and fitness, like vlogging more vlogs about my life. Um, and just kind of like, it's kind of like after the glow up diaries, once you glow up part two is kind of like how to have lasting change, how to sustain it. Yeah. Exactly. Sustainable transformation. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's almost like, okay, now, now you're here, you know, now how can, how can I make this a lifestyle and not just, uh, you know, not just like a short right. blip, but how do we really, uh, mm-hmm. keep this going? Uh, yeah. 
And I think just like, yeah, sorry. No, 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 keep going. Okay. Um, yeah, I think just, um, and also it's just kind of like, so like, like I said, I hope to transition into vlogging and showing how to sustain this, but also, you know, I think throughout life, like we're always going to have struggles. Maybe it won't be like a weight issue or an acne issue, but like it could be, um, something else, you know, about like finding your purpose in life and things like that. So I guess it's just like in my life, like how I encounter struggles and like how I face it and things like that. So at this age, you're 18, freshman in college, do you Mm -hmm. feel like you've found your purpose or are you still searching for that or still trying to figure out, you know, if if you're going to keep doing the YouTube thing for a long time or where do you feel you're at with your life? Because you're still so young and nearly a million subscribers. You have so much more to go from here. Uh, I think YouTube definitely helped me find a big part of my purpose. You know, like I I really love helping people. Um, There's definitely like a lot more that I want to do. Um, I just like, I think it will continue down this YouTube route. And I think YouTube's kind of like that stepping stone into uh, other things. I know I kind of want to go internationally to like Asia and Mm -hmm. do some things there kind of within the, the, I guess like entertainment or like social media industry because I am half Chinese and I speak Chinese and Mm. um, I do have some viewers from there and so it's just kind of like just like connecting with my roots and just hoping to like also go over there and see what there is to offer Um, but you know I'm still learning not exactly sure but YouTube definitely you know at at the end of the day I know that I want to somehow just inspire and help people. Yeah, that's so, I mean, that's cool. It's just so cool. And you're doing that on such a massive scale right now that, I mean, the world is your oyster at, you know, at 18. <laughs> so I think that's absolutely incredible. And so what are you going to school for? Uh, I'm undeclared right now. Mm-hmm. I'm at, yeah. So I'm, I'm not exactly even sure. No, I was like, do you have any idea of what you think you might want to study? Um, I, I was thinking business. Hmm. Yeah. I would kind of like kind of want to create my own business, but yeah, that's kinda, so I'm thinking about business. I think creative writing is just really interesting. Um, I think it just helped me with like creating more like because I'm really into like making short films and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I was thinking about that as well. Are you going to be creating short films and things like that for your YouTube channel? Yeah, definitely. That's something else I kind of want to get into. Mm, have you done that at all yet or no? Uh, Yeah, kind of, but I... I guess it, there isn't as much like acting. I think it's a little bit more like little motivational mm-hmm. short films. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope to like tell like more stories. I actually recently wrote a piece that I mm. hope to bring to life and post on my channel. I mean, that's amazing because you've built yourself a platform so that whenever that time comes, when you feel like I want to explore this this part of, of me, then you can do that. <laughs> you've yeah. Got, you've got mm-hmm. a ready audience, which is incredible. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into our next part of the interview, which is the time of the interview where I ask you for your best tips. So I'm just going to ask you, you know, best tip for this or that, and then you just say what first comes to mind. All right? Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. The first is your best tip for starting a YouTube channel. I think just like telling a story. I think people tend to really like stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't matter the equipment. Just, you know, pick up your phone and just like record something. Yeah. Telling stories is so important. That's what people really connect to. Yeah, definitely. And I I think you said too, adding another layer to that, and you said this earlier, and I I meant to mention that is you said, you know, one of the things that you feel people really enjoyed about your video is that you didn't just share your experience at the end. Like you took people through it, like by visually telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. So just like another tip is just recording like everything in your life. You never know when you're going to like use it. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely takes commitment. Mm, Definitely. Yeah. Right. It's like Mm -hmm. if if you're really, truly committed, because some people say they are, you know, and then they they don't take those actions. But it's you at a young age Mm -hmm. were committed to this. Yeah. And I think you know, like going through like a lot of the obstacles that I faced in the beginning of my um, growing my channel. I think that was just a way to prove to how much you like really want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. What is your best tip for what not to do? 
Um, don't post videos, I guess, with like negative messages. Ooh. I think that that could garner like a lot of hate and um, just like always try to put something out that's like positive, I guess. What do yeah. you mean by like negative? Like, what do you mean by that? Um, trying to think kind of like I mean well just like an example that happened recently like Logan Paul with that mm. video like uh like the dead body thing like yeah that was like a very negative thing and you can see how that really like um backlashed him so mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah just, like mm-hmm. there wasn't a there wasn't a purpose behind it for good right mm-hmm. exactly uh what is your best tip for growing a channel um I would say have good thumbnails and never, ever give up. Mm. Having a lot of grit. Yeah. If you really, really want it. Were there times that you felt like you were going to give up? Um, I don't really think so. I, I just, I, I really loved making videos. And so I guess it was kind of like, again, like, I don't know. I just felt like if I kept doing it, that I would at some point get somewhere. Hmm. So you knew, like you had that feeling inside of you, which we all do. You know, a lot of us sometimes mm-hmm. ignore it, but you had that feeling inside that like you knew that this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like I, I really just like loved making videos. Um, you know, like I had friends at school actually that started channels around the same time as me, but they kind of stopped doing it after a few months because like they didn't receive like any like feedback or something, but I just truly believe that, you know, like if I stop trying, I'll always be left with this idea. Like what if I could have done more? So, you know, at least I could have, I don't know, like died trying. Like I just Mm. want to maximize like every opportunity. Yeah. Um, That's so powerful. It's like, mm -hmm. don't live with, don't, don't live with regret. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best tip to get noticed on YouTube. Definitely the thumbnails. That's like mm. huge. Yeah. And just having uh, an attractive title. So uh, take me through a little bit of your process of thumbnails. So when do you think about them? When do you create them? Are there certain um, things you do every time? You know, I'm actually trying to work on that still. Because mm. like I, I think in the beginning I had better thumbnails. So I I use this site called PicMonkey. Yeah. Um, I think that's what, what a lot of YouTubers use. And... I think at the time, because I was, the thumbnails I used were pictures of myself doing like flexible poses. And so I think those, it was a little out of the ordinary. And so that's partly why people um, clicked on it. Um, Yeah, I'd say just like take good quality pictures. You know, sometimes like the photos you use for Instagram, you can use in your thumbnail. I think people are more likely to click on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. How long? Do you spend on your thumbnails? Actually, not very long. Probably mm. like 10 minutes mm. or less. Yeah. But they're pretty effective, you found. Yeah. And I like to like always like edit the coloring of it too and going into Visco or Lightroom um, and just making sure it's like kind of like a pop of color or just like kind of going with the aesthetic of my channel's thumbnails. Do you pay attention to the click-through rate? The what? The click-through rate analytic. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I actually didn't as much in the past, but now I kind of am just to mm-hmm. kind of get an idea. Um, it's definitely very helpful, yeah. Yeah, it's super helpful. Um, and so you said titles. So mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you do to make your titles catchy or attractive? Um, I guess just like sometimes you got to exaggerate a little bit. I found, though, I think that a good way to like also start a YouTube channel and like grow it is like tutorials because Mm -hmm. I think that's something people always want to you know they want to learn how to do something and that's they click on it to learn um and yeah like I think that you know in the beginning another thing that was I mean I know I taught some things but I also uh, I taught like a few beauty tips but I also did vlogging which I think was a mistake at least for my case because I think you know going onto the platform being like nobody it's mm-hmm. like I guess that people did, wasn't weren't, weren't really interested in my life but once I taught people how to do something they're like oh I like this girl now I want to know what's going on in your life 
Totally. So it's like you kind of kind of got to offer people something, and mm-hmm. then they're like, you know, they learn from you, and they kind of get to know you. Like, oh my gosh, I actually really like you now. What's going on with you? Exactly. Like you have to offer value first, right? right? And, yeah. and for people to take notice, for people, yeah, to to even care about you, and then once you've built up some credibility and that no like and trust factor and, and people are tuning in and they say, okay, you know, this person is, is giving me stuff that I want, then you can venture into vlogging. Yeah, I definitely, I, I teach that in my bootcamp, my YouTube bootcamp. And I say, don't start vlogging. People don't care unless you're somebody already famous on another platform or you're, mm-hmm. you're somewhat famous or like, you know, reality star or something like that. Then you might have a built-in audience that might be interested or unless you're like super, super, super interesting. Right. Exactly. You know, cause that's mm-hmm. entertaining. That's sharing yeah. something of value. But if it's just literally like your day to day, it's yeah. Like, People don't, people don't care if they don't have a yeah. reason to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so you figured that out early on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kind of like, well, once I like made that stretching routine and then like a little bit later in, then people started saying, oh, I want to know about your life. Then I was like, okay. Yeah. You're like now they care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what is your best equipment tip? Um, I know a lot of YouTubers, sometimes they use their like Apple computer to record the voiceover, but I actually really like the Blue Yeti microphone. Oh, that's what I'm using right Um, now. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, really good quality and definitely worth um, the money. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. And I mean, if you don't, like if you can't afford it or something, the speaker from the um, Apple earphones, those work really well too. Yeah, yeah. A best software tip. Um, I guess I really like Final Cut Pro. I know mm. some people use Adobe Premiere. Um, that's like, I'd say there, I mean, I, Adobe is better, but I think Final Cut Pro has so much freedom on it as it is mm-hmm. that it's like pretty good. When did, have you always been using Final Cut or did you switch to it? Uh, I started with iMovie, but yeah. iMovie is definitely a little bit limiting. Yes. Um, so yeah. Yeah. A lot of people start with iMovie. It's free. It's on their computer. And then they're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a real thing. My channel, I'm going to, I'm going to step it up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So now we're in the last part of the interview and this is the bonus round. This is where I ask people the same questions and kind of similar to the best tips round. I asked you these questions and then you just, um, give me your, your answers. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, what are your three? Because I know you you're not you're not beauty, but you do you do talk a lot about your skin. But mm-hmm. what are your three must have beauty or skincare items? Um, and the products, so, so like actual name, like brands and stuff. Okay, uh, I really like. Oh shoot, I forgot the name of this facial steamer that I use, but it's like a. I think if you go on Amazon, you can find it. It's like a three in one. It's like a towel warmer a humidifier and a face steamer so it kind of like opens up the pores kind of clears the air of the room like I really like that Ooh, I feel like um, I want that <laughs> yeah and then uh I really like the Indian Aztec clay mask it's considered mm-hmm. like the world's strongest face mask um yep. and like I found that really helpful on my skin especially during that time like my skin was really um going through a hard time how often did you and use it how how often did I mm-hmm. use it uh, I used it actually every day for like 30 days because there was like a 30-day challenge or something. Oh, really? See. Yeah. It is really strong. I think you're supposed to probably use it like once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. But they said if you have like severe acne to definitely try it every day. Um, my face just felt so much cleaner. And Wow. Yeah. It's really strong, but it's wow. really effective. And it, yeah. And it's really, um, it's really reasonable price too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I just, I like mascara. <laughs> like, I like the better than sex mascara. I found that to be, um, yeah, bring out my face. lashes more than others. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. Okay, next question is, what, okay, what, you already talked about what you use to edit. What kind of camera do you have? Uh, you already talked about what you use for sound and what lighting mm-hmm. setup do you have? Uh, so for my camera, I use the Nikon D5500, and then I have a vlogging camera. I think it's the Sony Mark V. Yeah. Um, and then lighting, I think I just 
I think I just found a cheap one on Amazon, actually. I don't really do anything special with my lighting. Okay. I actually, yeah, I haven't been using it, actually, very much recently. So you um, film when... I, I, I like to use natural lighting. Like, the way my dorm room is set up, I'm, like, right in front of the window. So I already have, like, pretty good lighting as it is. So you're filming at school, like, in your dorm yeah, room? Some, yeah, sometimes I film in my dorm room. Sometimes I, like, if it's, like, a fitness video, I will, like actually go out and go scout for like a good location Mm. um like outside of my university because i think like the location of the video definitely matters a lot um if you're yeah like yeah like where you're filming yeah like one of my videos that i did um was like a it was like another stretching one but like i did it with like a really pretty view and a lot of people said it just like it really affected the vibe of the video um and just kind of made them want to keep going like like keep stretching with me throughout the routine so where what was the background uh it was kind of like the view of the city oh where did you like how did where did you film that uh it's actually my sister's apartment Mm. they have like a rooftop it's in uh, Pasadena oh Uh, that's cool and so when you're at school do your friends kind of know about your whole YouTube thing do people on campus know about that or how do you manage that situation um yeah actually it's funny because I actually have some subscribers that go here. So sometimes I'd be in like the dining hall and like someone would just come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I watch your YouTube channel. And I think it kind of spreads to like people talk and it just kind of gets around. I know like I was meeting some people for the first time and we were like going around saying our names before I got to mind. Someone's like, you're Olivia, right? I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I watch your channel. <laughs> so it's it's helped me make a lot of friends too. So it's because I've met some like really cool subscribers. So it's been like a good positive thing. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, What I will say though, when I first started my channel, like in high school, well, so it was like in eighth grade, but when I was in high school, my channel was still around like 300 subscribers. I did get, I did hear like people say like negative things saying like, oh, her editing isn't good. Like she's getting nowhere with it. She really needs to stop. So like I did get some negativity in the beginning, but as my channel grew, it's kind of annoying, but it's like people's, uh, the what what they said about me like changed this girl who really used to not like me before suddenly my channel grew she's like oh I love that girl and I'm like hmm. okay <laughs> yeah so you're like hmm yeah. where were you when I was when I was down <laughs> yeah exactly yeah well yeah that's interesting it's good that you had mostly a positive experience but when you were hearing those negative comments what what was your reaction to that uh, I found it as kind of like a motivation like hmm to work harder and want to like I mean I know I don't think I really had a desire to prove them wrong but it's kind of like if I could do really well on the platform then mm. it's just like you know yeah I yeah. Guess, yeah it's motivation mm-hmm. yeah it's like hey look at me now <laughs> yeah I tend to like even with like the hate comments and stuff like that I just I turn it into like a like a motivation kind of thing That's great. I mean, it's really, Mm -hmm. it's really all how you perceive things, you know, people, Mm -hmm. there's people are going to spit out hate and it's for the most part, it's more of a reflection of how they feel about themselves and Mm -hmm. how they're feeling in their, in their life. I always say like, you know, when you're happy, people don't spread hate, like happy, Mm -hmm. confident people are not sitting in front of a computer type, taking a time to spew out negative comments. Mm -hmm. They're just not. Yeah. And yeah. so it's usually the people that are sad and unhappy in their own lives. It makes them feel good and it, yeah. it, to do that. It's just a reflection of themselves. So it's really all how you perceive it. And it sounds yeah. like you have a very healthy relationship with that. Yeah, 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 for sure. And sometimes just like, I mean, sometimes I'm just not feeling, I just like, oftentimes right now, I'm just trying to avoid any like hate comments and just like not read them. Do you use a filter? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. well, sometimes on like certain videos, but so far I haven't seen too much, like, especially from the Globe Diaries. I feel like it's just been a really positive experience. That's awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So what would you not do again if you were to start your channel right now? Um, probably the vlogs that, that was kind of pointless mm-hmm. because I think pe- people didn't really care, you know, like what was going on in my life. So have people gone back to them now that you you're much bigger? Uh, s- some people, but I think I don't know. Maybe it was so far down the line that people didn't really 
like care to. Sometimes they like go, they're like, oh, you were so young. But other than that, people like to like see what's like going on with me right, right now. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who would be your dream collaboration? Um, I know she doesn't make YouTube videos anymore, but definitely Michelle Vaughn. Oh. She's been like my biggest like YouTube inspiration. And yeah. just as a person, she's so amazing and so yeah. unique. Yeah, she is. Um, what do you wish that you did do when you first started your channel? I wish when I made that flexibility video, how to become more flexible that I, cause I did get more comments than usual on that video about making more of those, but I just, I wish I had taken advantage of that time and started then rather than waiting like two years later. Oh, it was two years later. Yeah. Cause so I made one video, how to become more flexible. And like that video didn't hit 10,000 views. It probably got like probably a little, a few more views than a few hundred more views than the other ones. But it's just the comments like you read, like people are like, oh, this is really good. You should make more. Mm. But I I, I was like, I never got around to it. And I guess I never really thought about it much, but I guess I, I should have listened to the comments more. How interesting that those people were telling you something. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then you do another one two years later and boom. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's an important lesson that you really want to, I'm not really, you really, as a creator, it's important to listen to your audience. Mm -hmm. They tell you gold sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. What is the biggest mistake you've made in your YouTube career? I feel like I should, I I wouldn't say this is like the biggest mistake, but I definitely think I should have uploaded more consistently or uploaded like every like twice a week rather than once a week um because I I I think that like the more you upload I think like I think it affects like the algorithm of your channel on YouTube because I think they like promote you more the more you upload so I think that could have like probably made my channel grow more in the beginning it's just like uploading more than once a week how often do you upload now um, now I'm doing like trying to do twice a week. Oh, okay. And yeah. So, and then also I'm doing, um, like I'm starting to like vlog a lot more and upload those. So mm. it's a little more than twice a week sometimes. Yeah. What is the smartest decision you've made in your YouTube career? Um, definitely like when I hit that like two year mark to do tutorials and like teach people things. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess it just just teaching, but teaching something that wasn't really taught much on YouTube. I know I, I said earlier, like, I didn't really think about it much, which is true. But like, as I got into it a little bit more, probably like a couple months in, I realized like, oh, this isn't really taught taught much. Mm. So, yeah. What is your favorite video or the one that you're the most proud of? I think I think it's the how to glow up video. Yeah. I think I kind of stepped out of my boundaries of how I usually edit. Um, and that just, it really came from the heart and to be able to like, I guess, show myself in like a hard time. That was something that I'm like, I guess I'm proud of that I was able to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's a great video. (laughs) Thank you. What is your favorite opportunity you got as a result of being on YouTube? I got to, work with Nike on a campaign about um, getting kids around the world more active. And as a result, I got to visit the Nike headquarters and just like meet a lot of cool people. And yeah, that was definitely a really good experience. Wow. That's awesome. How did that opportunity come to you? Um, So the, someone just emailed me saying that like they had a campaign. They were looking actually for influencers. They said they had so many to choose from, but they had to narrow it down by like, this is again about like being positive online as they Mm -hmm. said they couldn't like Nike wouldn't allow them to choose influencers for this campaign who had any, um, I guess just like negativity on their channel in a sense, like, uh, it gets just like bad stuff. I don't mm. really know how to categorize that. But um, yeah, just like looking for like wholesome, positive uh, content on a person's channel. So I guess like my, my content's very clean. And so that's mm-hmm. like one of the big reasons why they chose me too. Oh, and, they, and is that one of the, is that the main reason they chose you or were there other reasons why they chose you? Uh, also, I did do some fitness videos. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely, and also I guess they just like, Cause like in my, 
when I do teach like stretching videos, it's not just like, oh, how to do this. But I try to like add little hints of like motivation. And I guess they saw that, that I am trying to like motivate people in a sense. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Congratulations on that. When did you have that you. opportunity? That was this year, actually, in like April. Yeah. How many subscribers did you have at that point? I think I don't know, like 500 or 400,000, something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. And last question. Mm-hmm. What is your superpower? Meaning what is that ability that you have that is just you're born with and you feel has contributed to your success? Um, well, something I've noticed that I'm like, I think I'm, I can, I can like public speak pretty well. And so a lot of people have said, like, I've gotten a lot of comments about how, like, when I talk into the, uh, when I like do voiceovers, I kind of change my voice a little. And a lot of people have said that, like, my voice is just really soothing to listen to. Mm. Um, so I guess it it's just like my voice. <laughs> um, also just like, I guess this internal desire to always want to like help people in a sense and you know like using my words to like in a sense help people um, you know that I mean, you can't go wrong when following your heart and you it's like you you start with that yeah and yeah, it, for sure and it sounds like for you that's where things start for you yeah for sure. It's just finding the intersection of, you know, doing what I love while mm-hmm. at the same time is in the service of others. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you. I mean, I am thoroughly impressed. You're only 18 years old. You have <laughs> such an incredible future ahead of you. And I can't even imagine where you're going to be, you know, three years, five years from now, 10 years from now. (laughs) So, I mean, you are so grounded, you are so mature and you're, you are a wonderful role model for, um, you know, young people out there and we need more of you out there. So I am so glad I got opportunity to share your story here on the podcast and where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on YouTube um, and Instagram and Twitter. All of the usernames are the same, Olivia Dandrea. And thank you so much for having me on the interview. This was actually my fir- first podcast, so it was Yay. very interesting and fun. Yeah. Yay. Well, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it, and I know everybody listening is going to love it. And thank you so much, Olivia. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me again. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Well, there you go. That is our interview. And if you enjoy this, please give the podcast a review. It helps so, so much. I will see you next week. Mwah.